Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. static. Okay, now the ladies probably don't understand this as much as the guys. Okay, I'm, I'm being sexist right here. I understand. Just forgive me for a moment. But this is particularly true when you're way out in the country on game day. And there's an important, like a really, really life-altering, life-changing football game on. And you desperate, you've got no cell phone service and you desperately need to know who's winning the game. Like your life is that is in the balance. I mean, it, it, this is life or death, and you're out like headed towards a hunting piece of property that you're going to go hunt on. We're all men, yeah. And and, and you're t- you're trying, and and lo and behold, you hear snippets of it, but it's like right in between. Anybody experienced that before? Okay, it's frustrating, particularly bad at night. When the only station you can find that's carrying the game is an AM station. It's like God has forsaken you and you're at the ends of the earth and there's no civilization anywhere. It's right in between the numbers. It's just like, right, and you do everything you can do to fine tune. I mean, just, just a little bit, but it just, okay, static. Static and interference prevail. Uh, uh, that, that, that's so true when you're trying to catch the radio station. But the only thing that may be more frustrating is when you experience static in your spiritual life. You're leaning in. You're doing your best. You're doing all you know to do. You're trying to hear God. But there seems to be nothing but static. Interference. And it's so hard to hear. Well, there's an, there's an, uh, an example of static in Scripture that I want to draw your attention to this morning because I think there are some lessons we can learn because this year we've made a commitment, corporately we've made a commitment that what we're trying to do is tune in. I don't know about you, but I want to hear God this year. Amen? Anybody else want to hear God? I want to hear His voice. I want direction for my life. I've got decisions to make. I've got steps I need to take. i got teenagers I got one teenager. Uh, that's enough. Uh, to, that will cause you to need to hear God. I got a young adult. Some of you got situations, jobs, family, cars, cats. And when you have a cat, you desperately need to hear from God. I mean, it's like a desperate situation. It's like, okay, so I'm going to stop right there or I'm going to be in trouble. So, so join me in Daniel chapter 9. Uh, we're going to look at Daniel chapter 9, two passages, or two, two t- different instances in Daniel's life. I want to see if you can see the difference. The first is J- Daniel chapter 9, uh, verse number 1 through 3. It says this, Darius, son of Aha. That's not really what it says. It says Ahasuerus. Okay, but, but I like Aha. Son of Aha, born a Mede, became king over the land of Babylon. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, was meditating on the scriptures that gave, according to the word of God, to the prophet Jeremiah, the number of years that Jerusalem had to lie in ruins, namely 70. 
I turned to the Master God, asking for an answer, praying earnestly, fasting from meals, wearing rough penitential, I had to look that word up, burlap, and kneeling in the ashes. I poured out my heart, bearing my soul to God, my God. Okay, so let's, let's stop right there. I'm going to read some more, but let me stop right there and just say this before we get any further, further in this. Let's set the scene. Daniel and the children of Israel have been in captivity in Babylon, and Daniel, being a student of the Word, knows that the prophet Jeremiah prophesied that Israel, or Jerusalem in particular, would lie in ruins for 70 years. And Daniel had done the math and recognized that they had now been in captivity and Jerusalem had been destroyed for just about 70 years. And so he begins to cry out to God and saying, God, please remember us. We don't want to be in captivity any longer. We don't like being slaves to the Babylonians. Could you please come and rescue us? Okay, so that's the scene. He calls out to God. And I don't even have time to deal with this this morning, so this is going to be free. You didn't have to pay for this. This is just free for, for all that showed up. Uh, but I'm going to mention it. You ought to go home and read Daniel chapter 9, verses 13 through 17, because it shows how Daniel approaches God. Because what Daniel says in those verses, I don't have time to deal with it, he just begins to, he begins to acknowledge their own failures and their own sin he says this is not your fault God this is our fault okay y'all didn't get that so 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 I I think that it, a lot of us would be able to hear from God more clearly this is for free if we would acknowledge our own responsibility and culpability in the situations that we find ourselves in. Because most of us like to blame everybody else and God doesn't respond very well to us when we're blaming everybody else including Him when it's our fault. Okay, so y'all are already ready to leave on me, okay. But then I want you to notice the other thing. I don't have time, so I'm just going to mention it. In that same little passage, this is what Daniel does. He acknowledges their own fault, but then he begins to remind God of the times that God has already rescued them. And there's a truth in there that we need to know as well because if we could ever come to the place where we would acknowledge our own fault and then switch to begin telling God and reminding God about the times that He rescued us. It's not like God has forgotten. It's just that when we remind God of His faithfulness, it reminds us of the fact that God is faithful. And when we begin to remember His faithfulness, oh, lo and behold, we don't, we don't have the gloom and the despair and the agony on me perspective anymore because we remember that God is God and He has this ability and desire to rescue us. So Daniel's trying to teach us that it increases our faith to, refl to reflect on His faithfulness. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Y'all didn't care for the free stuff, so um, now we're into the part that I charge for. Daniel chapter 9, we keep reading. This is what he says. He says, While I was pouring out my heart, bearing my sins, and the sins of my people Israel, praying my life out before my God, interceding for the holy mountain of my God, while I was absorbed in this prayer, the human-like Gabriel, the one I had seen in an earlier vision, approached me flying in like a bird about the time of evening worship. He stood before me and said, Daniel, I have come to make things plain to you. Don't you like it when God makes things plain? Uh, you had no, listen, you had no sooner started your prayer when the answer was given. 
And now I'm here to deliver the answer to you. You are much loved. So listen carefully to the answer. The plain meaning of what is revealed, okay? I wished all my prayer sessions were like this one. He prays. God answers. I like that one. I came to tell you this morning that every time you pray, God's going to answer immediately. I wished. But, but, I can tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. But I want you to see if you can pick it up because that's not how most of us experience prayer right there. I like that one. I prefer, we talked about that last week. I prefer that one. But let's see if you can find the static. Because then we read in Daniel chapter 10. And chapter 10 is the one that most of us deal with. Are you ready? Because See, y'all thought you knew where I was going to read. Y'all thought I'd already read the one. Some of y'all Bible scholars know what I'm getting ready to read. Because in this prayer life for us, here we go. Daniel chapter 10, verses 2 three, three, and two and 3, and then verses 12 through 14. During those days, I, Daniel, went in, okay, still praying, went in the morning over Jerusalem for three weeks. I ate only plain and simple food, no seasoning or meat or wine. I neither bathed. I told you, you got to practice separation if you want to hear from God. Uh, he was separated, I'm sure. Uh, I neither bathed nor shaved. It was no shave October or whatever that month is. It October or November? November, okay. For, uh, I neither bathed nor shaved until three weeks were up. Now listen, what happens in verse 12? Verse 11, I didn't read this to you. Again, he has this vision and an angel-like figure come and stands before him. This is what he says. Relax, Daniel. Thanks a lot. Relax, Daniel. He continued, don't be afraid. Here it is. From the moment you decided to humble yourself to receive understanding, your prayer was heard. And I set out to come to you. Here's our prayer life right here. But I was waylaid by the angel prince of the kingdom of Persia and was delayed for a good three weeks. But then Michael, one of the chief angel princes, intervened to help me and I left him there with the prince of the kingdom of Persia and now I'm here to help you understand what will eventually happen to your people. The vision has to do with what's ahead. So in chapter 9, Daniel prays and he hears instantly. And then we come to chapter 10 and he experiences static. He's on an AM station trying to get info. And it's difficult. He prays for three solid weeks and there seems to be no response. Then 24 days later, an angel shows up and he makes this statement. He says, the first moment you prayed, you were heard, but I ran into some interference. The enemy resisted. Remember, I need to remind you of this because some of y'all know a whole lot about God. You don't know enough about the devil sometimes because we don't know how he works. So I'm trying to help you here this year. The Bible declares that the enemy, the devil, is the prince of the air. In other words, the devil flexes his muscles most in our life in dealing with the airwaves around us. Okay, I, I, I got to mess with you a moment. How many of you have watched people that you know of? It's not you. I know it's not you. It's people that you know of. That, that you've watched them become derailed and deterred in their life because of what 
was going on in the airwaves around them. They thought they heard something. Okay, we're going to play a little game. I'm going to, I'm going to tell Julie something. She's going to turn and whisper it to Steve. Steve's going to turn and whisper it to Tari. Tari's going to turn and whisper it to Kyler. And we're going to go all the way around the room until we get back to Robert. And we'll see if what I tell Julie is actually what Robert tells me at the end. Okay, how many of you know that won't work? Because it gets twisted. All right, I just came to remind you this morning that the enemy flexes his muscle, muscles most in our life by twisting what we hear. So what takes place is people think they hear something, but he twists it and then we misunderstand what we were being told. That's why you said something to so-and-so and all of a sudden they blast you on Facebook and you're going, I didn't even say that. But it was twisted in the airwaves because the enemy controls the airwaves and if we are not careful, we play into that and we got to find a way to break through the static by understanding that we have to push through the airwaves and get into the spiritual and talk to God. Okay, I'm preaching. All right. Um, so Daniel teaches us some lessons about pushing past what's going on in the airways. I want to help you with this morning. It will help us hear God. All right, here we go. First, number one, this, this sounds so basic, but I need to tell you this. The first lesson is this. We need to hear that we are heard. We need to hear that we are heard. I, I want you to notice an incredible truth from this, this account. This passage says on both occasions... Not just on the occasion that would, is the one we prefer, but also in the one where there's interference. In both instances, the Bible declares that from the moment that Daniel even thought about or began to pray, that he was heard. I'm not making it up. Go back and read it for yourself. Chapter 9, verse uh, chapter 10. I, I read it. You can go find it this afternoon. From the moment, both times the angels say, from the moment you begin to pray. We heard you. Okay. The rate of response varied, but the hearing never varied. Okay, some of y'all looking at me. Uh, Daniel's, the, 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 the uh, hearing ability of God towards Daniel's prayers was consistent, and here it is, he heard Daniel immediately. So I just stopped by to tell you this morning that before your petitions ever even cross your lips, when they cross your mind, God hears. Okay, so, so I think that's important because I have concluded that because we struggle to hear we make an assumption because we create God in our image rather than the other way around that since we struggle to hear, we make an assumption or we draw a conclusion that God must also be hard of hearing. So then when we go to pray and we don't hear or see a response like we think we should, we come to the conclusion that God never heard us. But what this account teaches us and what I want to tell you this morning is that you need to know, you need to hear this this morning, that you are heard. Every petition you make, every thought that goes through your head where you're crying out for help, every utterance of desperation, every crying out, God help me, save me, rescue me, answer me, bless me, bless them, heal them, heal me. All of it, God hears it before it ever comes across your lips. 
You're heard. You're heard. I, I, I think we, I need to assure you this morning that, that even when static has become standard for us, even when we like Daniel consistently long for a response but we hear nothing, we need to know that he hears. He hears. Uh, uh, maybe I could prove it to you out of scripture. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 24. Before they call, I will answer. Y'all don't get that. That's like, if you were like God, before your cell phone ever rung, you would pick it up and say, hello? And then, the person that was calling would call in and you'd say, I've been waiting on you. That's what he says. He says, before you ever even call, I'm already in the process of answering Y'all missing it. Some of y'all are not nearly as excited about this as I thought you would be. I just need to tell you that before you can even conjure up an idea of what you need, He's already answering you before you ever come to the... Because some of y'all call everybody else before you call God, but that's okay. Because before you ever called Him, He was already answering you. And I'm excited about that fact because sometimes I wait way late in the game to call on God. And he says, before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Come on. Man, that's a, that's a good promise. So, so some of y'all didn't get excited about the Scripture. Let me go way old school on you. Like Vestal Goodman old school on you. Some of y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. That's like, that's old, old school. She sang it like this. She said, oh yes, the answer is on the way. This I know, Jesus said it, I believe it to be so. Our Heavenly Father knows the need before we pray, and we can rest assured the answer's on the way. That is a reality for us, folks. He hears us. He hears us. The second thing I need to teach you from Daniel's account is this, is that static reveals resistance and should cause us, you're not going to like this, don't fill in the blank, just leave them hanging. Okay, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. And should cause us to rejoice. See, I didn't figure. Uh, okay, I'm going to blow your mind. All right, I'm just going to blow your mind. This is, the, this is the most profound thing I could come up with in a week where we've been moving like all week long and I barely slept. Right, this is the most, pro you're going to be able to tell by how profound this is. I'm setting you up. This is not really profound, but, but it's going to be profound this morning. Are you ready? Here it is. Interference reveals interference. I know, I know, you're blown. Your mind is like, right? Okay, let me see if I can help you. I am concerned that many of us mistake silent-filled moments for lack of concern. But, but, and here's what happens. I have literally watched people get mad at God because they fail, to real, they fail to realize that if there is static, it doesn't mean that God doesn't care. If there's interference, if there's resistance, it does not mean that God doesn't care. What it really means is this. The enemy knows that the answer is important. And worth it 
and what we need. And therefore, he fights it. Okay, I'm going to get there. So in other words, the more static you are experiencing, the more excited you ought to be. Because if the enemy is not fighting your prayers, maybe they're not worth fighting. Whew, that was better. Some of y'all been moving all week too. If the enemy is not putting up any fight, no resistance, doesn't care whether your prayers get through and response comes, if he's putting up no fight, to, I, just let them pray because what they're praying about doesn't really matter, doesn't impact the kingdom, doesn't grow the kingdom, has no eternal value, doesn't help anybody, isn't really desperation. They really don't need me. They're just going through the motions because Christians are supposed to pray and they're just going through the motion. If the devil isn't interfering with your prayers, then it must mean you're not praying about anything that really matters. However, if while you're praying there is interference and static and resistance, you ought to get really excited because what that means means then is this those prayers are important and the answer that is about to come to you is worth waiting on so the more resistance you experience the more excited you ought to be yeah 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 so static should do this it should strengthen your resolve too often we let static stop us the first little sign of resistance we throw in the towels I'm not praying anymore I've already prayed about that. I'm not praying anymore. I'm going to give up right here because the enemy is too strong for me. God doesn't care. He don't hear me. Everybody else is praying in this church, but he won't hear me. person next to me prayed the same thing I'm praying about instantly got response. I hadn't heard diddly squat. And I don't like it. In fact... It's like there's a brass ceiling above my head and every time I pray it bounces right back at me. Rejoice. You ought to throw your hands up in the air. Anytime you're in a worship service, you ought to go buck wild. Y'all don't know that term. Uh, Y'all ought ought to go crazy worshiping knowing that if he's resisting you that hard, then something's at stake. Why was the enemy resisting Daniel? Because he knew that the answer was important. The answer was, I'm going to bring you out of this this bondage and I'm going to restore everything and I'm going to bring you back into Jerusalem and we're going to rebuild it for God's glory. And Daniel needed that to bring hope to the people that had been in bondage for all these hundreds of years. He need or 70 years. He needed, he needed it. And the enemy resisted. Which brings me to the third lesson we can learn from Daniel and that is this. The proper response to static is persistence. Persistence. Daniel is doing his dead... Listen, to put yourself in the story. Daniel is doing what he'd already done in chapter 9 to get answers. There was no response in chapter 10. So what does Daniel do in chapter 10 that he didn't do in chapter 9? Nothing other than this. He keeps praying. Okay, I can see the profound meter is way low today. He doesn't give up. He keeps listening. He keeps tuning in. Listen to this. No answer after day one. He's persistent. He prays on day two. 
Okay, y'all missed it, so I'm going to keep going. There's no answer after week one. Now, go back and read the story. He hadn't shaved, he hadn't bathed, and he's eating really boring food. And after one week, there's still no response. And so he says, forget you, God. I'll go ask somebody else. I'll get on Facebook and get everybody else's opinion. No, no answer from you, God. I'll just make up my own mind and do what I want to do. And then ask you to bless it. I didn't mean to be mean this morning. No change in Daniel's situation. Check this out. This is profound. No change in Daniel's situation results in no change in Daniel's approach. Three weeks, he continues to pray. Check this out. Answer released on day one, but not received until day 24. Persistence wins the war. Persistence always prevails. Why is that so important for us to understand? Because I am convinced with everything that is within me that some of you are stopping one day short. I don't know where your prayer life is. I don't know what you've been praying about. I don't know what situations you're faced with. Some of you have been praying like a week. And you've got nothing. And you're so frustrated. And you're so angry. And you're antsy. And you're nervous. And you don't know what to do. And you, you stop short. I'm not praying about that anymore. You throw in the towel and you quit. And some of you are stopping one day short. Some of you are literally stopping one service short. God, if you don't show up in this service, I'm never coming back. If you don't answer my prayers during this service, I'll never give you another chance. If you don't move in this worship service and heal me, if you don't bring provision into my life after this service, if you don't save my friend after this service, if you don't break in after this service, I'm done with you. I'm going to, and you stop one service short. One moment short of reception. I'm asking you, as we start marching through 2018, it's about the time of the year now where you finally quit putting a 7 and started putting an 8. And we're running through this year, and before we know it, we're going to wake up and it's going to be December. But I'm asking you, at this moment in the year that, that we, spend, we, we make sure at this moment that we fine-tune just a little bit and we become very persistent and we don't give up on response. We just pray and we keep praying and we keep praying and we keep praying and we keep prevailing and we keep being persistent and we keep consistency and we continue to pray and we fine-tune and when we're resisted, we don't back up and we don't give up and we don't let up. Instead, we press in harder and we tune in stronger and we lean in further and we say God I will not give up until you bring the answer because I know that you heard me and I know that I'm being resisted so then that means there must be an answer on the way and I refuse to give up until it gets to me 
until it gets to me. See, I, I, I need you to understand this morning that we cannot become so frustrated with static that we're tempted to change channels. Ever done that? Like on one of those important football games? Like you can barely hear the game? And you know, this is like it's fourth and one at the one. But there's so much static that is driving you crazy and you're afraid you'll miss the end of the play. So you change channels, looking for it on some other channel to lo and behold find out that nobody else is carrying the game. And by the time you get back to that one static field channel, the play is already run and your team, whatever. But you missed it because, not because of static, you missed it because you changed channels. And I am encouraging you this morning that there may be static between you and God right now. And there may be interference between you receiving what God has been trying to get to you right now. But I don't want you to become so frustrated with the static that you change the channel and miss all that God has for you. All the growth, all the provision, all the healing, all the destiny, all the breakthroughs, all the victories, all the overcomings, all the stuff that God has laid up for you. If you become frustrated with static you'll change the channel and you'll miss it all I'm asking you to lock in lock in endure the static rejoice when interference is involved knowing that my answer has already been released I just need to hear and I'm willing to lock in so some of you have been praying for months, even years. I'm asking you to keep praying. Some of you have been believing things about your family for, for decades. I'm asking you to keep believing. Some of you have been calling and crying out to God on behalf of this body. I'm asking you. We need you to keep praying. Some of you have been asking for miracles and provision that you've almost given up on. I'm asking you, I'm, 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 I'm begging you, during the course of this year, lock in. If you're resisted, pray harder. Because if they're static, the answer's coming. I want you to stand with me this morning. I like chapter 9 better. I wish so badly I could stand up here and look you in the eye and say this to you. Every prayer you're going to pray this year, God's going to send an answer and you're going to get it immediately. Anybody want to claim that one? Okay. But I would not be doing you any favors if I didn't tell you that a lot of you in this room chapter 10 is going to be your reality. There are going to be things that you're going to pray about this year and you're going to feel resistance. But hang on. I'm excited to tell you this morning that He hears you. Even when nobody else does. Even when you present your, your needs to other people and they just kind of glaze over and you know they didn't really hear you. You know they didn't because when you bring it up later, they can't remember what you said because they're male. (laughs) 
Yeah, okay. But you will never experience that with God. Listen, before it ever crosses your lips, He knows. That ought to encourage you this morning. He knows. He will answer. He always sends an answer. I didn't say we always like the answer, but He always sends an answer. We don't always receive the answer immediately, but He sends an answer. And what I'm believing for you this year is this. We're going to believe this together. This is going to be the year that we're going to hear from God. For some of you, that will be easy. For some of us, that will be difficult and delayed. But for all of us, we're going to commit to hanging on to hear Him. I'm going to pray for you, then we're going to pray for each other this morning. Father, this morning, I can say in all honesty that I don't like chapter 10 nearly as much as I like chapter 9. In fact, just to be really honest, God, I kind of get angry when chapter 10 is my life rather than chapter 9. I don't like it when I don't feel like you respond. Forgive me this morning and those of us in this room that fall into that category. Forgive us for forgetting that you hear. That you hear us. God, in a very transparent moment, I'm trying to declare and articulate this to you and to those listening to me that there are moments I'm sorry there are moments in my life that I even forget to ask you for things because I'm not sure you'll respond then I catch it and then I pray it I am thankful this morning that before it ever comes out of my lips when it crossed my mind before days before I ever articulated in a prayer when it crossed my mind when it was a need in my life in that moment you heard I just want to publicly thank you this morning for your hearing ability we declare that you're a good God because of all that you do for us but it really starts in this we declare that you're a good God because you're a hearing God you hear us You're tuned in to the cries of your children. Your word declares that the sheep know the shepherd's voice, but I am so thankful this morning that the shepherd knows the sheep. And when we cry out, you hear. Father, I'm asking this year that you would move across this body that we call passion in uh, in all of its arms and legs and channels and streams in this building across the internet in Yukon at Passion Iglesia and other areas that we're about to walk into Father I pray that all of us would be able to testify that this year 
we heard from you. We don't, we're not praying that you hear from us because we know you already hear. We don't have to pray about that. I'm asking you to help us to hear. And I'm praying specifically for those folks this morning that are experiencing static. And it seems like they pray and there's no response. I pray today that as we pray for one another, you would help us to become more persistent and committed to waiting. And I'm praying there's not one person in this room that would change the channel on God. One day short, one service short, one moment short. I pray that instead we would tune in in Jesus' name. This is what I want us to do. If you're here this morning and you'd say, Steve, I'm experiencing static and I've asked God for some things and I don't seem to be getting any response. And I'm willing to be persistent and I'm willing to fight for my answer but the truth is is I'm really, really, really tired of waiting. If that's you, would you just step out and stand right here so we can pray for one another this morning? Would you do that? Would you be honest enough to say that in, in, in transparency that that's where I'm at. I'm really tired of waiting, but I'm, I'm trying to be strong in the waiting. I'm really, really tired of not getting any response. But I'm not coming down here to say I'm going to give up or I'm about to give up because I'm not. I'm just saying I'm tired. Anybody else real quickly? We're not going to tell you long. I'm tired. The Bible declares those that wait I hate that word, wait. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So if you're being required to wait there's a purpose. It's to make you stronger. Okay, that's one of my life verses. Julie and I used to send that one back and forth when we were dating. The problem with that is that when you feel like you're by yourself in a fight, you can get really weary while you wait. why you're a part of this. Well, I'll, just, I'll just rely on God. Well, good. I'm glad you do, but there are times. This is, I'm not, listen, I'm not messing with your theology. I'm just, well, maybe I am. I'm just telling you that the Bible says that we're supposed to bear one another's burdens. In other words, God sends people yes. to get up under us like Aaron and her did for Moses when our hands are growing weary and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and nothing's happening. They're supposed to get up under us and help us hold our hands up so we don't stop waiting. There are folks standing here that some of you are connected to. Some of these folks up here you're assigned to and you're just now realizing. And do they need an answer from God? Yes. 
but just as badly as they need an answer from God they need somebody with skin on that will stand with them and say hey I'm with you while you're waiting have you ever had to go to the waiting room while a loved one is being operated on and there's nobody there with you it stinks it's so much better when you got somebody they don't have to be related to you although we're all related they don't have to be just somebody you know that can sit in the waiting room while you're going through one of life's worst moments and they wait with you they don't have any answers they can't fix it they can't run into the operating room and do the surgery for the doctor they just sit there waiting and all of a sudden perspective changes these folks are waiting on answers and what they really need is somebody in the waiting room waiting with them until the answer comes so this is what we're going to do I am asking you led by the Holy Spirit some of you are going to be directly led by the Holy Spirit to certain individuals some of you just need to step out in obedience because there will come a time when you need somebody to wait with you and I'm asking you to come and surround these folks and let them know that while they're waiting you're waiting too would you move right now would you surround these folks right now to allow them to know so they will know that they are not in this waiting by themselves that they've got people with skin on people that love them that are willing to wait on a response I'm with you're not doing anything other than saying I'm with you I can't make the answer come any quicker but I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you come on pray for him right now Father in Jesus name we pray we pray we pray we pray for our brothers and our sisters we pray we pray we pray we're waiting with them we're, we're, we don't have the answer we're just waiting with them we wait with them we wait with them we wait with them we hold on for them we extend our faith with them God don't let them give up in the waiting time God I'm to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.